you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is Taking the High Road. I like when someone else does the driving, at least most of the time. The news came out that direct flights from the city I lived in to Iceland were going to happen, starting in the early spring and continuing on into the fall. Iceland had been a country I wanted to visit for some time and just was not getting to checking it off of my list. After the news of the direct flights came out, there was even more good news. There would be a contest for all who worked in the travel industry, and the winner would get two free round-trip tickets to Iceland to be used before the end of the season in the fall. Since I worked at a travel agency at the time, this was really good news. Several weeks after these two announcements, my boss at the travel agency informed me that one of my colleagues had won the two tickets, but neither that colleague nor any of the full-time staff wanted to take them. So she wondered if I, as a part-time staff, might want them. It took me about five seconds to blurt out a loud and very excited yes. And with that, I was the proud owner of two round-trip tickets to Iceland. Now the question became, who would accompany me on this trip? After some thought, I called my youngest sister and asked if she would like to come with me. And I could tell by the excitement in her voice that she was very interested. She just needed to chat with her husband and then check with her work to see when she could get some time off. I was thrilled she might be my travel companion and started researching all the places we could go during our anticipated seven-day stay there. Once my sister confirmed she would accompany me, the hardcore planning and reserving of places to stay, as well as securing a rental car were the order of the day. We settled on doing farm stays and trying to cover as much of the south, west, and east coast as we could, knowing that the north coast was too much of a distance to add to our trip itinerary. The months flew by, and before we knew it, we were on a plane, flying five hours directly to Reykjavik for a most anticipated seven-day adventure of seeing Iceland up close and personal. In order to have the time pass on the flight, my sister had loaded Angry Birds onto my phone and encouraged me to play my first ever solo video game. Needless to say, I got hooked, and the five-hour flight passed by quickly, and my proficiency of moving to high levels in Angry Birds was rather impressive. Oh, but I digress. Landing in Reykjavik was nothing short of spectacular, and immediately I could feel the excitement grow in me, not only because I was in Iceland, but also because I was going to share my time there 
with my youngest sister. As we left the airport and drove to the Blue Lagoon, our first stop, my sister and I could not believe the landscape and how unusual it was from anything we had seen anywhere else in the world. The large round boulders dotting the landscape looked like massive bowling balls and were the result of huge lava boulders being spewed out of a volcano and landing kilometers away from where the volcano erupted, dotting the landscape in what can best be described as otherworldly. Not only were the boulders something to behold, but the dark black land reminded me of other planet photos I had seen in science classes many years earlier and made us feel like we were no longer on Earth. Then after a while, the emerald green of one side of a mountain and into the valley would appear, and we felt like we were in Ireland, not Iceland. It was surreal and amazing all at the same time. The impression of being blown away by the scenery never left us the entire time we were there, and was especially acute on a trip we took halfway through our time on the island. It was a gloriously sunny day, and we decided that we would head to the western side of the south coast of the country, and on this particular day, my younger sister would drive the rental car. We packed our things, said goodbye to our farm family hosts, and then made sure to stop at the Punis supermarket to pick up some snacks and drinks. This supermarket's logo is a large pink pig, and you can't miss the locations dotted all around Iceland due to the huge pig signs announcing where one is located. At first we were on a relatively great highway and sped along, stopping along the way to take pictures and to soak in the beautiful scenery. Then after a few hours of driving, the highway gave way to a gravel road. And at this point in time, my sister let me know that she was still good to drive, but was a little nervous due to the road not only getting narrower, but the size of the gravel growing into what seemed to be rather large stones. I asked if she wanted me to take over, and she indicated that this challenge was good for her. Well, the challenge grew. As the gravel road became even narrower... The stones became larger, and we found ourselves climbing up a rather steep side of a mountain. My sister's hands took on a decidedly white appearance as she gripped the steering wheel of the rental car, and I realized that she probably did not want to engage in too much conversation at this time. However, she did ask if I was sure this was where we wanted to go, and I assured her that we were following the route on the map that indicated this was the road to take to get to the seashore on the southwest side of Iceland, which was our destination. After that bit of conversation, I realized that not only was the road narrower and the stones larger, but on either side of the road we now had sheer cliff drop-offs, and any slight movement too far to the right or too far the, to the left would have us careening down the side of the mountain. I kept this information to myself, but obviously my sister was aware, for she informed me that driving this road, which really had become a pathway, was quite stressful and she hoped and prayed we would make it. Just as I thought we might be in the clear, the most incredible obstacle appeared. The end of the road seemed to loom in front of us. There in front of us was the end of the road, and we were precariously driving up towards the end, with no way to turn around or back down the side of the mountain from where we had just come. My sister screamed, and so did I. What were we to do? 
Then I saw the sign to the right of me indicating that this was not the end of the road, and we had to drive forward in order to continue down the road on the other side of the mountain. However, since it seemed like the road ended at the top of the mountain, and we could not see the road continuing down the other side, we had to trust there was a road there and just keep going up and over. It felt like a Thelma and Louise moment for those of you old enough to know the end of that movie. In spite of not seeing any roadway down to the seashore, I kept encouraging my sister and told her to keep going, for surely we would be able to at least see the coastline from the top and know that there was roadway that would lead us down the mountain and to the seashore. It took all I had in me to coax her to keep going, but with her hand clenched to the steering wheel and a timid, I can do this, she guided the rental car seemingly into the air and then down onto a roadway that appeared on the other side of the mountain and would lead us to the beautiful seashore below. Once we were at the seashore and safely stopped on a parking lot, we both began to breathe normally and screamed with relief at making it not only up the mountain, but back down the other side as well. I let my sister know how proud of her I was, that she persevered in what was not only a very challenging drive, but one that required her to trust that there was more roadway coming and we were not going to go careening off of a cliff, as it appeared we might be. The small town, old church, seashore, and other sites on the southwest coastline were definitely worth our harrowing trip. The hymn, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, sung by Drew Brown, a Canadian musician and vocalist from southern Ontario, seemed fitting for this episode. says the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for grace to trust Him. Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that Thou art with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove to more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. 
A Scoop of Life is a production of Square One World Media in Winnipeg. I first worked with Square One in 2006 when I helped plan the Glass Slipper Conference. What a fantastic weekend. 220 teen girls in one place, all hearing that they are uniquely beautiful and that God values them just as they are. That message really resonates with me that true beauty grows within, and that God loves us and has a purpose for us. Over the years, I took on other responsibilities at Square One. When I began my radio show and podcast in 2019, I knew right away that it would be story-based. My own stories, but also the greater story of God's love for each one of us. To learn more about Square One, or to support this project, visit www.squareoneworldmedia.com There are many more stories I can tell about the excellent time my sister and I had traveling around Iceland, exploring all its natural beauty. And perhaps you will hear some over the next months. However, this experience in Iceland was one that tested not only my ability to trust, but both of our ability to trust when we truthfully could not see what was ahead of us. We had to trust each other, the map, and the road engineers that the road path we were on would really take us to where we wanted to go, and not end our lives as it seemed to be once we had reached the top of the mountain road. Following Jesus Christ is a little like that trip up the mountain in Iceland. Jesus asks us to trust him, trust the road map, the words in the Bible he has given to us, and asks us to trust that following him leads to an amazing life here on earth and eternal life in heaven. Following Jesus Christ is about trusting him and his words. If you are like me, this level of trust can sometimes be really difficult. And I think that is why Jesus said these words to us who want to follow him. They are from the book of John chapter 14 and verses 1 to 7. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? 
When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Where are you and I at in trusting Jesus Christ as we go forward into the unknown adventures of our lives? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.